You guys, actually, I feel like for people who've got a wide range, I feel like the Golden Girls and Miley is a really wide range. We all know a lot of things. Um, okay, so tonight we're talking about friendship, and I did not clear this with any of the people I want to tell stories about. So, Carter, can I tell the story about the side of the road? Ash, can I tell the story about the dollar a day? Don, can I tell the story about you carrying my suitcase? Every okay, cool. Um, okay, so tonight we're talking about friendship. And um, the number one thing that I hear um, as a leading you know, women's ministry and leading a large group of women is, well, the number one thing I hear about is insecurity, that we all struggle with insecurity. The thing that I hear about is friendship, that women come to these wanting connection, wanting friendship, and wanting to be a part of that's normal. It's like right and natural. And you know, in our homework this week, part of what we looked at when we talked about was that God made us for community. And he made us for each other. It's a normal, natural, good thing that we're supposed to be a part of. So last week we talked about the two greatest commandments and love people. And those two things are supposed to be a big circle that go like this that loving God is loving people. And as we love people, we learn to love God more. But it's often the loving people that we hit the rough patches. Um, and that, that we all want friendship. How to be good friends to each other sometimes. So I wanted to share these stories of how um, I feel like some of my friends have been good friends to me. And then we can laugh a little and then move into the serious stuff. So um, I've known Carter for a long, long, long time. And she has many misadventures. And I've had many misadventures with her. Um, but there was a period of time in her life where her car broke down pretty much weekly. And um, so I was often driving to pick her up. Well, one night she called me and she's like, Chris, my car broke down again. Can you come pick me up? And I was like, absolutely. And it was like a semi-late at night, like maybe 9.30 or 10, I don't remember. So I was like, hopped in my car and I'm like headed down the road. I see her car and then I see Carter and she's surrounded by literally 15 teenage boys and like two men. And I was like, oh my goodness, this girl has literally got a squad of men come to save the day for her. And they were all like focused on her car and focused on her. Um, and so I pulled up and I was like, do you still need my help, friend? And she was like, yeah, please stay. So, <laughs> so I did and we stayed and she had called the tow truck. So we were just sitting there like looking at our feet and talking until the tow truck showed up and the teenage boys had done their due diligence of looking at the car. Um, so they left. Um, but in that I love that we have the kind of friendship where I know that um, she can call me and I can call her at whatever hour of the night and we'll show up for each other on the side of the road. Um, my friend Ash and I have also known each other for a long time. And right now she's taking great joy in sending me a dollar a day on the cash app because um, we <laughs> just went to Italy together and she's like, I still owe you money. And so because I owe you money, I'm just going to send you a dollar a day. And I was like, really? Like it is. So she's sending me a dollar a day, and I love it because it makes her laugh. And I know that every time I get that notification on my phone, she's cracking herself up. So you guys, I love that we have this little like inside joke going on, and it's just it's just great. And then my friend Don. Um, I am a very strongly opinionated, independent, stubborn person, and I don't like to be helped. And so God has, in my journey with community, taught me a lot about being helped and accepting help. And so while we were in Italy, they have this really fun thing where they build a lot of stairs and then expect you to climb them with your hands. 
And so um, <laughs> Don did this thing where she would take my suitcase without my permission and carry it for me and then like help me lug it up the stairs. And I have so many pictures, I should have like shown one to you guys, of Don literally like helping me push my suitcase up the stairs, you guys. Um, and at first I was like, not annoyed, but I was like, man, I should be doing this. But y'all, by the end of the like 12 days you were there, I was like, thank you God that Don is in my life because <laughs> I cannot do another stair with a suitcase. So guys, God has just put in my life people, whether it's a night on the side of the road, whether it's a laugh or whether it's someone who will carry my suitcase for me. And God will put people, or if he has not already probably put them in your life, but he will put people in your life when you need them in the seasons that you need them. Um, so one of the things I think that as women we bring to the table is expectations, friendships. We all bring them to the table, whether we Sometimes we expect new friendships to be like old friendships. Sometimes we expect um, new situations to be like old situations. Sometimes we expect new life stages to not change old friendships. Sometimes we expect our needs to always be met in every new season. And I think that we expect either the best or the worst sometimes in each situation. And there are two extremes. And usually if you're believing in extreme, it's not going to come true in either case. It's not going to be the best. It's not going to be the worst. Because extremes are almost never the truth. So we could spend like a whole series. We could spend weeks and weeks talking about friendship, you guys, and have plenty of material. We only have tonight to do this because I wanted to hit some very um, But I want to give you guys some practical things that you can grab onto tonight and put into practice right now in your life, things that will change your friendships. So um, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray because I need help tonight, and then we'll jump in. So let's pray. just getting to know them. It's very surface. It's very... It's not very intimate. So I don't know what to call it. It's very low level. You say hi. Right? You know somebody, you know enough to say hello. Maybe have a conversation about the weather or work. Maybe say something general about your family. It's not intimate. It's not deep. Um, you might have a laugh, but you're still at level one. You're not sharing anything major about your life. Level two, you guys have started 
here, you've started to get to know each other a little more, and you are hanging out. You are spending time together, you are sharing thoughts and ideas, you are, um, you are friends, this is like, there is intimacy. So a level two friend is someone who does know you at a pretty decent level. And guys, this is not a um, comprehensive thing. <laughs> there are other things out there if you're interested in looking into like friendship and intimacy levels or, or better things out there. Um, but this is just something really big. Three is a close friend. They know you well. They know your heart. There's a lot of relational mileage, okay? Time with you, you've been through a lot of things together, good, bad, and indifferent. You have cried, you have prayed, you have laughed, you have spent time with each other's families or pets or families and pets. Maybe you've gone on vacation together, maybe you haven't, whatever. But you guys know super well, okay? Um, and you will have all three kinds. You will have all of these in your community. And not. It's meant to be a level three friend. So we need to set a foundation here for how to interact with level. Because there's one way you should interact with all three of them the same. Um, so I'm going to start by telling you guys a life truth, and this is a slide that should first fill in the blank on your notes. The responsibility of friendship starts with you and me, the individual. I'm going to step on your toes a little bit tonight because I love you, and I want us to be better friends. We are selfish by nature. I am selfish by nature, and it's normal, and we're told that it's everybody else's ability to meet my friend, to meet my needs relationally, but that is wrong. It is my responsibility first to be the friend that I need to be. We're going to look at some that up. On your notes, Titus 3, 4 through 6. Um, I'm going to read it. It says, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior. So what I want to really focus on, and I want you guys to draw whatever your heart desires, hearts, boxes, circles, I don't care, um, kindness and love. Those two words. that scripture is God coming to man and expressing things to us. And those two things are kindness and love. And so as I looked at that, I was like, and I put it in the context of what we were talking about last week, God and I'm supposed to love people. And I know that scripture even goes further than that and says like, love God or love people the way I have loved you. What does that mean? So if, if scripture says the kindness and love of God appears and saves us, what does that mean? 
So I looked at the Greek, and um, kindness was described this way, useful kindness. It refers to meeting real needs. So if I see my sister in Christ not able to buy groceries, milk and cheese. If she's lactose intolerant, I get her something else. <laughs> it's spirit produced. It's a fruit of the spirit. It's divine kindness. And then love, which is interesting, because this is a different kind of love definition than I've read in other parts of scripture. Friend love, this affiliates. It's a benef- like a beneficial love. It's warm. It's respectful. It actively shares. Again, there's a sharing of needs. And I love that word respectful. So it's that looking at someone else in the body who's different than me and saying, you're made in the image of God, and so I don't care if you're different than me. I'm going to respect you, and I'm going to treat you like you're made in God's image, and I'm going to share with you what I have. And so we're called to a basic kind of friendship with everybody in everybody in this room is called to treat every other person in this room this way. I am called to that. It's a radical kindness. And so that's your next fill in the blank. Radical borders. What's a border? A border is a wall, right? It divides something. What would the world look like? Actually, let's let's not even worry about the world. What would the church look like if we stopped putting walls up? What would Blue Ridge look like if we stopped putting walls up? If we treated each other with more kindness. Radical kindness is kindness without a wall up. And you know what radical kindness kills? It kills selfishness. Because if I'm concerned with what you need, then I'm much less worried about how I'm wallowing in self-pity over what I don't have. And I'm not talking about unhealthy giving where I'm extending myself to the point of no return. But I am talking about the kind of mindset that Jesus had he came not to be served, but to serve. Selfishness is a wall, and it builds boundaries up between relationships. And if I'm thinking about what I'm not from other people, if I walk into this room and I sit at a table and I'm like, to me, and I didn't talk to me, and that's all I'm focusing on then maybe I missed the girl next to me who wanted to talk to me. And so not only have I missed the opportunity that I thought I missed, I've missed the other opportunity over here, and I'm isolated on both sides. We need that our selfishness builds up around us, and we need to be like outward-looking instead of inward-looking. And so I'm going to put us back to that first fill in the blank. Can you go back to that, Charles? Where it was the responsibility of friendships. He didn't say your neighbor needs to love you. He said you love your neighbor. Um, I have a really delightful video that I want to show. Awesome, guys. So did you hear what she did? She did this. She took responsibility for the friendship. 
and she did the serving part first and owning you know, what had gone wrong in the friendship and saying, I'm really sorry. And because she took that boundary down, that wall down that she built up, their friendship is stronger and she made it too. And that is what makes a friend a good friend, you guys. That is what friendship from level one to level two. One, if our hurt and our selfishness is more important than our friend. So I want to challenge you guys. Um, I know it's hard, and so I know I'm pushing buttons on people tonight. I know I am. Um, and I'm, I'm not sorry because it's worth it. It is worth it to tell people that, um, that they deserve kindness and to give it to them. Because we did not deserve kindness when God gave it to us. And because we've received it from him, we're not saved for our own pleasure. We're saved for his pleasure, and we're saved so that we can give it to other people. So it's not that hard to be respectful to somebody who's different. And it's not that hard to somebody who's hurting. And honestly, it's not that hard to share what we have with someone who doesn't have. And really, it's not that hard to pray for a friend or write a note of encouragement. It's really not that hard. Radical kindness is basic friendship. And we give it to everybody. And it starts with me. And it's so here's question one. You guys have, it's, seven, it's 8 o'clock. I give you guys 20 minutes. And this is the question. Where can you practice some kindness this week? Okay. Go ahead. So guys, some needs are easy to see. And so video, her needs were just as special, but they were internal needs. And then this video we just watched, that boy had external needs that were easy to see. But everybody needs the same thing, and that's kindness. It's that thing that breaks the walls down. Um, so I want to give you guys go through a couple more things that are really practical and um, really easy to work towards, and then we'll wrap up. So I'm going to go to the point and talk to you guys about expectations. Um, I think one of the most damaging things to friendships for me expectations or assumptions that we bring to the table, uh, especially other. I remember uh, a letter I received from someone who was angry with me because she felt like I had not invited her into and friendship that she wanted with me. And and um, honestly, I haven't really made a conscious decision not to invite her into close friendship. But the letter listed a bunch of reasons that she thought I had not chosen her. Um, but the one that stood out to me the most was that she thought I had not chosen her because she wasn't pretty enough. And I was like, one time ever in thinking about someone who I wanted to be friends with. Especially as someone who, by the way, I will have to show you guys at some point, sometime, um, some of my pictures from Nerd. Oh, I will show them to you because they are awful. Um, so <laughs> choosing someone based on their looks for a friendship is something that's never even been on my radar because I was the weird, ugly kid in the corner <laughs> in high school. Um, so I wasn't mad at her at all. I was like, girl, I just not even close, um, and it's keeping me, this perspective that you have is keeping you from something. So I received this letter, you guys, in the 30s from someone who was not a teenager. So I don't care how old we are. Our perspectives 
in our assumptions really intense. As we think about people, think about our friendships, I want us to really filter that we can the friendship. So our next fill in the blank. But they don't want to. We have to go first sometimes. And as adult women with kids and jobs and schedules, it's really hard as an adult to find those deeper friendships. They don't just happen because we're around each other all the time. You have to be intentional. So be the person to ask someone to go to coffee or go to coffee or go to a walk in the park or take or be the one to pick up a call. the ones who feel the most disconnected are the ones who wait for people to reach out to them instead of going ahead and, and making the plan. Fill in the blank is that friendships take time and shared experiences to build. You're not going to go from level one to level two or level three like this. I can't even snap. It was quick. <laughs> You're not going from level one to level two or level three or even maybe a few months. It's gonna take time, and it's not just time, it takes experience. You guys have to do things. You have to have things to talk about. Did you, did you see that thing that happened when we were together? It takes experience. A relationship is really built together. A friendship is something that you build. So build your friendships. Be intentional. And the last thing that I really want to share with you guys is that Number two, and especially number two, is a gift. You cannot demand it from Here's what we owe everyone else, kindness. Everyone in the body of Christ owes everybody else kindness. I owe it to all of you. All of you owe it to each other and to me. But we do not owe each other all close friendships. I had another conversation a few years ago with a woman who was angry. There were um, two people who were best friends, and she wanted to be a part of that BFF situation. And I don't think they even knew that, um, but they had not invited her in, and she was very angry. And so in that conversation, I said, well, what about this person over here who's super awesome? Why don't you go hang out with this person and like build your own BFF duo? And she was not interested at all in being over here because in her mind, this was the better option. And so she wouldn't hang out with them anymore. And not interested in this, she was that person. And so she was left by herself. Isolation is not a good idea, guys. We can't demand emotional ties from other people. You can grow emotional ties with other people accepted, but there's no way we can all be level three friends with each other. I'm gonna be kind as heck as I can to all of you, 
and I'm gonna love you in the name of Jesus, but I can't be your all best friend, even though I might want to, I can't be. So if I can't be best friends with all of you guys, y'all need to be best friends with each other, you know? Look around you, look for the person who's not got a best friend. Maybe they're your next best friend. So I want to challenge you tonight. We are meant to be radically kind. Friendship is a gift, not a demand. So here's your challenge. Here's your challenge for next week. Talk about it, and then we're going to pray, and then we're going to wrap up. Your homework has um, an expectations list in it, and it's a journaling. You're going to go through it this week and write out your um, wrong expectations, and then write truth next to that, and go through it with either a leader, a friend, or a counselor. Or you can reach out to someone you want to build a deeper friendship with. Because next week, it's our first home week. Yes. Home weeks are awesome. If you guys have never done a home week, get ready because it's like the most fun to a home. Together and we laugh and we share and it's much more chill, more fun. Um, and what you guys do is talk about how your friendship challenge went this week. Because what's going to happen? We're not just going to hear the word of God. We're going to do the word of God. Because community is not just sitting around a table learning about community. Community is... Thank you, yes. Community is being community. So guys, our challenge is work through your expectations that are false, put them next to truth and talk about it with somebody, or reach out to someone you don't know or someone you want to know better, and then share how that went with your group next week at home night, okay? So you guys are going to talk about fears, anxieties, things that stood out to you in the last five minutes that we just talked through, and then you guys are going to pray together, and I'm going to wrap up in about 20, 25 minutes. You guys pray at your tables before we wrap up.